Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I'm your host, Henry Sondo. And I'm your host, Ben Oden. Welcome back. Welcome back. I felt a bit rusty, dog. I didn't even know how to, to, to open this episode up. I think by the time people hear this episode, they would think that we have been back because the previous record, one that we recorded right. was supposed to be our comeback, right? Right. But what they don't know is that the gap between that comeback <laughs> and this episode... We were not consistent at all, dog. Nope. But anyways, um, let's get to it, man. You know, let's talk about something very, very important that's uh, necessary. You know, in our everyday lives, there are some things that we do to a T, right? Every single day without fail, without changing at all. So there are some activities that, as you know, we do constantly, even on a repetitive, structured, and intentional approach. However, these things have thus built habits and behaviors that have ultimately crystallized into our personalities. And some would even say, ah, well, this is in his DNA. You only only DNA a Ben. Like, right? Like, it's pretty normal. You know, I'm glad that you're saying that. So that people out there who, you know, if I don't pick up your phone call, it's not just you. You know, I actually, I actually called Ben once and I told him, I was like, yo, dude, when are you ever going to change? And he said, the moment, the day I start picking up phone calls is when you know I've become bougie and I've changed. So I was like, okay, man, keep going, keep being you, <laughs> right? But anyways, so today I want to take a look at something that is absolutely necessary, as I said before. You know, this is necessary for progress, it's necessary for development, and most definitely necessary for growth in every area of our lives, right? So this will be applicable in every area, with everybody, and in any sphere. This is actually a principle that God has ordained from the foundations of the world. Mm. Ooh, we came back with God right at the forefront. Boom. We can't keep him out. Right. So we want us we want to discuss this issue of consistency and how consistency is important. Right? As people say, consistency. And is why key. it's hard. And why it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard, isn't it? It's one of the hardest things, dude. If it was easy, imagine how great of a place the world would be if everybody was consistent. How do you define consistency? We wouldn't have divorce if people were consistent. How do you define consistency? Before we get to divorce and all these things, how would you define consistency? What does it look like to you, I think consistency for me is the ability to commit to what you have set yourself to, regardless of the fluctuating emotions and conditions in your life. Nimesema, ntakula chakula sambili, Ntakula chakula sambili. Au nimesema ntakula nyumbani, ntakula nyumbani. Nimesema ntakuwa napika, ntakuwa napika. Which means I am busy, I am not busy. I will cook. Which means if I have to cook five meals in once, you know, go and then store them in a the fridge. Well, if I have to cook a single meal every single day, it's that ability to say, you know what? This is something that I've set out to do and I'm going to do it even when I feel different about it, even when conditions change, even when circumstances change, mm. I will continue to do this. That could be fitness, it could be prayer, uh, it could be, you know, quality time with your loved ones, it could be right. whatever. Right. Well, you know, actually, when I was thinking about this, um, actually I had woken up and I was sitting on the side of the bed. So right as soon as I sit on the side of the bed, there's this big mirror and I was looking at myself and, and that morning, I felt like crap, and I didn't want to go to the office. There was so much going on. Nothing bad, but I was just feeling lazy. It's too much sometimes, right? It's stressful. 
And and to be honest, I did get up because I am getting paid to go to work. But then I ended up asking myself, if I wasn't getting paid, would I have gone to work? Mm. Would I be consistent or disciplined enough to go to work if that wasn't the motive behind it, right? But then that led me down like a crazy hole. And I was thinking about what else do I do that is, what else do I do that is consistent? That uh, sometimes I do it without even knowing, right? Do I button up my shirt from, from down, how would you say, from the bottom to the top or from the top to the bottom? You know, when I put on a t-shirt, do I start with my head or do I start with my arms? What do you start with? Cool. Yeah, you see, you wouldn't even be able to say it, but if I gave you a t-shirt, you'd be able to do it, right? Yeah, just do it, you know? <laughs> right. It's like automation. It's, it's Exactly. It's, it's this thing you've always... My, my shoes. Do I start with my left or my right foot? Come what may, if you did start with your left foot and then some days you start with I'm your right... I'm actually thinking about it now. Yeah, like, man, you wouldn't know until you're told to do it. Put yeah, your shoes. Yeah, probably. But you can't do it at the no, same time, I'm like, time, okay, right? do I start... Buttoning my shirt from the bottom. Mm, interesting. Interesting, right? <laughs> anyway, so those are things that we subconsciously, we already do. And we're consistent at doing them, right? So to one extent, yes, you say it is hard. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there's some things that we've done them over and over again that it has become a habit. Yeah, but I think it's it, the sweet spot of consistency mm. is when that thing becomes like pat or is it part and parcel of who you are like right. it becomes a habit mm-hmm. that's the sweet spot right where i've done it, it, the reason we you know you wake up and the instinct is to go to the bathroom and brush your teeth it's because there was probably yourself. 5 6 years or relieve yourself or that right um it's because probably when you were younger there was 5 6 7 years of your life where every day your parents were like get up brush your teeth go brush your teeth right Right. Even, so imagine like five, six years of doing this thing. Eventually it becomes second nature. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's just, you don't have to think about it. You just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, whatever it is, but it's, it's one of those things where maybe some people have like nighttime routines where this thing that you do before you go to bed, you don't, you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you try, the, the day you realize, so for example, let's say you're a type of person who only brushes their teeth in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to bed, you're like, you're not your thing, right? Try to make that your First thing. First of all, I was so scared of saying, mm-hmm. lest it be thought by don't brush my teeth before going to bed. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and try to try to learn to brush your teeth before going to bed as an adult, right? Right. This thing that seems natural in the morning will be suddenly, mm. suddenly unnatural at night, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where sometimes some of these things that are habits is because we've practiced them for so many years that, and, and so the thing about consistency is, to give yourself a chance right. to practice this one thing or these two things long enough for mm. them to feel natural. That's Ooh. the trick. So those who can stay the course, um, you know, that's where the magic happens. It's about how do you stay the course? Right. And that's why I think the best way is not to have too many goals. Because if you have too many goals, come on now. you're not going to do it. So uh-huh. pick a few things. So for like a good example. Right. I've always been the guy who would always find a way to just stop going to the gym, I would just, for some reason, either I would travel and then when I'm back, I am out of rhythm and I'm like, "Ah, I'll go next tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Before you know it, it's been months Mm -hmm. and then I'm back at it again and I'm starting all over again. And in that, you know, but at the same time, I have so many interests. Right. Um, I started boxing, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, um, you still doing that, by the way? So here's what happened. Mm. My coach got sick. See what and, happened was, uh-huh, and then he <laughs> he moved cities. Oh, okay. He's in the Doma right now, and so it's just put me in this like, ah, yeah, what's happening? So I stopped basically. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, what, maybe let me try mixed martial arts. Ah, you know, and then now I'm back in the gym. Yeah, and then I realized, you know what? And I'm doing swimming. Mm-hmm. So then I realized, you know what? Actually. Let me just stick to one thing. Mm-hmm. And that is going to the gym. Right. Let me stick to this one thing to a point where it feels natural. It doesn't matter where I am or how I am feeling. Right. Like, it's weird not to go to the gym. I want to get to a point where it's weird or it's strange not to go to the gym, right? I remember so, those days, bro. Yeah. And so now, <laughs> it, and I think I'm not there, but I'm getting there. Because like now I see that even when I travel, I'm like, is there a gym, mm-hmm. right? Even when I'm like exhausted, sometimes I'm like, ah, let me just go for five minutes and be out. But I'm, but I've actually gone to the gym, right? Um, and so all these other things that I want to do, if God, you know, graces me with the gift of life, I'll do them down the road. Mm-hmm. I want to do this one thing up until it actually feels like a part of who I am. Yeah. And once I hit that sweet spot where it becomes who I am, where I don't actually uh, expend energy to try and get up to go to the gym, then I will set myself to like, you know, I don't know, chase another goal. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll say, you know what, now I want to explore these mixed martial arts. Right. Um, and stick to with that one goal for however long it takes. Mm-hmm. So for now, I'm just like, you know what, whenever I get a time to do these other things, well and good. But the priority is to continue with this gym thing until it gets a point where I am the kind of person who would always find time to go to the gym. Right. Like I'm, I'm, this is my one goal that I'm sticking to until it feels like, right. So I think sometimes consistency is really about picking a few things to, you know, stick Mm with. Um, When you have too many goals, bro. It's tough. Because when you're bored, you switch to the to other thing. Else. When you're bored, you switch to something else. And you know, it, it brings me back. I had a conversation with my mother, right, about her career. And uh, I had asked her, Do, well, what's your, when you grew up, when you're, sorry, when you're growing up, what was your plan B? What, what was the thing you wanted to do? And she didn't say, I didn't have no plan B in like this, you know, pompous, pious way, like some people say over the internet. She just said, I just didn't know what else to do. I just wanted to do what I'm doing now. So I was like, so what if that fails? She goes, I, to be honest, if it failed, then I would have failed because I really didn't want to do anything else, right? And so, and because she had that goal and she wanted to do that, that was the vision she had. She, she took the small, difficult, necessary, uh, heart, gut-wrenching steps to actually achieve her dream. And I think, I think that ultimately defines consistency, as you said, it's, it's not only having these goals that you want to achieve, but rather, you mentioned a, a good word. It's all about showing up. Sometimes mm. it's just about showing up. You know, like in any relationship, in our friendship, the most important thing is I know that when it comes down to it, game is, Ben is game six with it. You can refer to our previous episodes to understand what that means, right? And I hope... Ben would think the same way about Henry and, and, and I would think the same thing about somebody else that I consider a friend. So it's about them actually showing up all the time. Come I know no matter what happens, Ben is consistent with this. He's going to do this. Like this ridiculous behavior of you not picking up. 
when you, when I call you and you pick up, what did I say today? I said, oh, so you've decided to pick up, right? This morning when we spoke, because I know for a fact my expectation is Ben. He's so consistent. Okay, guys, I'm not bashing Ben. Okay, <laughs> this is actually a thing we laugh about, but it's about taking those small steps that will help you grow, so that you can be strong enough, wise enough, and 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 uh, what you say, able enough to actually achieve the goal that you have set in front of you or the vision. Right? Let me let me ask you this. What areas in your life right. are easy enough for you to be consistent in? And what areas do you think like you sure. struggle to be consistent in? Uh, it depends with the season, right? Because you said, I, I went through a season of about maybe a, a decade, maybe, no, maybe eight years of consistently working out. I didn't care what happened. I was going to work out. I would rather lose sleep I would rather sleep for, instead of six hours, I'd rather sleep for four hours and spend those two hours in the gym, right? But today, I'm not, sometimes, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to trade, I'm more likely to, to not trade my sleep for a workout, mm. right? So it, there are some seasons, food, I, I always ate clean. I pre-packed my meals. Now it's, it's quite hard. Mm. For other reasons that have come into play as well. But and now that you're married, there's there's that morning cuddle, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard it's hard to trade that Amen. for a workout. So, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> but but uh, but to answer your question, what are the things that are easier for me to actually be consistent in? Wow, it's actually quite tough to think about it now. I really don't know. I, but I do, I know what I do want to be consistent in. I do want to be consistent in, in sleeping on time, yeah. getting enough rest. I want to be consistent about what I put into my body. I want to be consistent in, 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 in reading. Uh, not only when I say reading, I don't mean just the word of God. I just mean, I want to start reading. I want to start, for example, even the issue of reading, it's hard for me because my job requires, requires you to read everything. Reading. I'm just yeah. reading every single day. So yeah. if I come out of the office and you're telling me open a book, I'm like, dude, I've been seeing prints my entire day. So it's kind of tough, but I want to do that because I want to learn things outside of my profession. I want to do all the, the good things, man. I want to be able to, I don't know. I want to be able to, hey man, I don't know. Mm. But I just, I just, I think I want to be consistent in the everyday things. In the mundane. In the mundane. The things that govern my life right now without changing anything that yeah. are important to me. Sleeping, eating, working out, work, output, loving my family, being there for my for my wife, being there for you just you just trapped me on that one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That I was not gonna come up. But I wanna be consistent in the mundane. Mm. You know, because without it, I know that there is not going to be progression in these areas of my life, mm. which are, that seems so important and dear to me. Yeah, because so, yeah. I, I like that whole um, thing, right, about the mundane. Because I, I have I have an app on my phone called Tick Tick. What? Tick Tick. That's the name of the app, and it's about habit building. It's a habit building app, basically. It's like a habit tracker where you right. set habits that you want to develop. And of course, the goal is to get at least on a streak of like 60 days consistently where you're doing this thing. Right. Uh, I've, I've, I've not reached there with any of the habits. But <laughs> so, for example, like for me, there are three habits here. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it, right? There is um, exercising, mm-hmm. which is 
alternating between gym and like swimming and then there's praying and then there's writing so writing. like those three things are writing or writing writing right um okay. are the three things that to a large degree make me who i am mm. if i am you know exercising and making sure that i'm healthy if i'm spending time to pray mm-hmm. and writing and for me writing is more about sharpening my thinking it's about okay how clear am i about Alert. yeah what mm-hmm. i'm what i'm thinking about what i'm learning do am i really cuz sometimes you you might think that you're like I know this, I know that. Until you have to sit down and, and write, mm-hmm. you know, in a very clear way that makes sense to somebody who doesn't understand this subject or this thing, and then you right. realize that I actually don't really understand it. You know mm-hmm. how this works or what this thing is. So writing is one of those disciplines that I'm trying to always make sure that I. So these three things, it's like um, there's this concept of paying yourself, right? Where right. You, you know, every day make sure you pay I yourself. I was going to come to that one, but yeah. since you mentioned it now, and for me, it's these three things. When I do these three things, it's like I've paid myself first. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm engaging in relationship, whenever I'm engaging in everything else, it's like I am at a higher level, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I am not doing these things, and of course, at the same, funny enough, these are probably the three things I struggle with the most. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I feel like I don't have enough time, these are the first things to drop. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy because literally it's insane. Because I know these are what make me who I am, but they're the first things to Did drop. You drop out. Yeah. <laughs> whenever like my you know schedule is full or I, some there's a crisis or there's something that I feel like needs to be done I'm like you know what I'll do this tomorrow it's cool mm-hmm. um so I think I like the idea of like okay how do you cater to the fundamentals on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. because they are mundane yes because you do them every day it's like it's like brushing your teeth it's one of the most mundane thing until you forget to brush your teeth and you show up in the world and it's like I think it, it your goes, breath tank. I think it goes that to that problem that I think we, many of us have that we're always putting ourselves out for the benefit of others mm-hmm. and we tend to forget ourselves, right? I, I like that idea of, of paying yourself, mm. you know, even with, with finances, right? Not to get into finances. I'm not a finance guru. Like, you know, I always tell people, look, for Christians, if you're going to pay your tithe, pay your tithe. But uh, remember the TRA, right? The, the revenue authority mm. was to take your oh, they're money. they're coming. <laughs> well, they're coming. So if they're going to take 20, 30, 40% of your money, you might as well pay yourself 40% as well. And then let's ball on the 20. <laughs> Figure something out. But, but, so always pay yourself in, in every kind of way. So I think with your health as well, with your uh, keeping yourself sober, and when I say sober, I don't mean alcoholic, but sober-minded, being mm. alert. But you mentioned three things, prayer, bike riding, and writing. Two of those directly affect your state of mind, mm-hmm. which ultimately aids you in doing certain practices that will aid in the state of your heart. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you, if, you, if you don't put yourself in a position to be healthy, even waking up and praying will be difficult because you're going to wake up tired, you're going to, all these things. And that has right? happened way too many times. No, no, it's, man, it's, it's happened to me now, right? It's, I lost track of all these things. And then you find yourself waking up. And they're the hardest thing to get back in rhythm with, right? It's like, it's one of those things where you're like, ah. The easiest to lose, the hardest to keep, and uh, the first things to throw away. Mm. Those are the most important things most of the time, mm. right? And I, don't, I still, I don't, I like I still that, though, don't know why. The, the easiest to lose. Hey, man, you're going to have to rewind <laughs> this. I don't, I don't the easiest to lose, the hardest first. To keep. 
the first ones to throw out. The hardest to keep. The hardest to keep. True story, man. You know. Um, so how do you, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll figure it out later on, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But 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 I, I, as you said, the real you, if you want to know the real you, most of the times you're going to be consistent in certain things, no matter what happens. There's something that you hold, you know, you say you hold your heart on your sleeve, whatever you do. There are certain habits that not only do you do, you also do to others. That is really who you are, Ben. That are consistent to you. That no matter what happens, you're going to do them. Mm. Right? It doesn't matter. They come up every single time this happens. When there's something on the table, I know for a fact Ben is going to stand up and leave. When there's this, Henry's going to stand up and whatever it is, we know what's, what you're getting, right? And I think the ability for some of the people to identify, but this is what we're going to get out of Ben, shows, number one, that this dude is consistent with this. No matter what it is. It could be bad. It could be good. Consistency no matter what happens over time, I think sips in into the very nature, uh, I think, of who you are. And just to think about even your, I think, your marriage, right? Or my marriage or your friendship. We want to have a friendship that we're sure of what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a partnership today and you know, entering into business with somebody else. When two people come together, whatever relationship it is, I want to know exactly what I'm getting from you Mm. And you want to know exactly what you're getting from me. In other words, what we're putting on the table. Mm-hmm. And once you, dis, you know, once you put that on the table, I want you to stick to this. I want you to be consistent. Do not deviate from this. And only if you don't deviate, this partnership is going to grow. The moment you deviate from what we've agreed, it's always going to sever our relationship and therefore die. Mm. Isn't it? And I think in life, we ought to be, we think we need to start shifting our mindset to the simple mundane things. Let's start there. Every single day. Can I just wake up at six? I don't care what it is. As long as I wake up, get out of bed, go sit on a chair in my dining room, I could fall asleep on that chair, but get out of bed at six. Mm. Eventually then you go, oh, okay, Kumba, life is just normal. You know, then it becomes normal, Kumba, six o'clock, without an alarm, my body knows. Oh, you're like, uh, six o'clock, really? Five? Because it's like one of those things where I think we're thrill seekers. Absolutely. We like thrills. Mm-hmm. And when you set a goal, the first days of you hitting that goal, mm-hmm. there'll be that dopamine release mm-hmm. where you feel like you're rewarded for doing the right thing. Yeah. But on the fifth day, that, just becomes, eh. that release is like... It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. So now it's like you're this junkie. It's like, yo, where's my supply, right? Mm. Um, and so, if, so at that point... Those who are disciplined continue. Yeah. And those of us who are not as disciplined are like, okay, I got to look for something else then. Um, because we are seeking that supplies. Like, where's the dopamine going to come from? So this uh, is almost a, a competition, a war between desire and devotion. Yeah, we're slaves to our desires. Mm. We're slaves to our emotions. We're not devoted, we're, but we're slaves to our yeah, desire. That's what we're mm. seeking most of the time, but we just right. don't know that we're, we're seeking that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think people who divorce themselves from mm-hmm. seeking that are the ones who actually make it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think, for example, like things like sports, mm-hmm. it's a very good way to train a child yeah. to you know, get past emotion. Yeah. Like, okay, just wake up every day and go train. Just do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, just do it. We don't lose. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Like, it's about actually showing up. It's about waking up. It's about being there, right? Right. Um, 
But whereas things like, for example, you know, exams or this and that, it's like all this social hierarchy. It's about winning. It's about acquiring something. Once you get it, suddenly you set this new thing, right? So you're always pursuing something else. (laughs) Whereas these daily mundane things, it's Mm -hmm. like, if you say you're going to wake up at five, it's not like you're going to push it back. Mm -hmm. um, That you're, okay, then then I'm going to go 4 a.m., then 3 a.m. You're going to have to settle at a time, whether it's 3 a.m., because otherwise it's just not sustainable. It's not healthy. So... Eventually, it's like boring. It's like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. So if you don't really have a very good relationship with, you know, I guess, um, your own desire for this, you know, dopamine hit. Right. Um, if you, if you, if that's not in check, bro, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very hard to stick to the fundamentals. And I think when it comes to relationships, think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so much easier when you're pursuing someone? Right. You're like the most crea- you're the most creative human being Absolutely. when you're pursuing a woman. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like you're thinking about, you know, how do I write? You're not just texting. Um, <laughs> it reaches a point where you're just like texting, like, mm-hmm. what's up? You know? Um, but when you're pursuing, it's like you there's too much thought on a text message. Yeah. I don't um, want to get it wrong. How yeah. does it sound better? And you know, she responds in a certain way. Do I way. say love you or I love you? Exactly. It's like <laughs> dopamine hit. You know, you so all of that stuff, right? But what happens when you get that woman or that man? Mm. Suddenly, the intensity of the reward decreases, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when you marry them? Mm. It's like, now I'm sure for a fact, we're together for the rest of our lives. You ain't going nowhere. Depending on what you believe, right? right. Um, suddenly, you still get that reward whenever you know things are like popping, but it's not as powerful as when you are pursuing the person for the first time. Yeah. So, and that's why, you know, words like, Omenizoea, uh, you know, we'll kind of get, we're, we're used to each other, right? Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's when stuff like that starts to pop up. Because why? Because suddenly, um, there isn't this inner drive right. to do mm-hmm. the above and beyond or to stick to the fundamentals because your brain just doesn't get the same reward. So it's like, dude, like, let's, you know, Let's put time to work. Let's invest time in this other thing. Let's let's invest time in this other. So that's what typically happens. Um, and that's why you'd find that people, for example, when they have children, it's like they are more excited, more expressive, more affectionate to their children than their spouses. So it's like it's this new thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I and I have to and the, the reward for you know you really get, being affectionate or being uh, deeply involved in their life is pretty high. So I think. Reaching that point, that's why the David Goggins of the world are, I think that's why there's some fascination with him because how do you show up with this level of intensity every day? Mm. On things that are painful, on things that are like, I think I was was listening to a podcast. Yeah. was it mindset of a no? It was not mindset of a CEO. Something else. He was, he Mind was of a CEO. That, that, it's not. That, uh, it's not Diary of the CEO. Mm, Diary of the CEO. Yeah. Something else. Maybe it was that one. Mm. And and no no no. I think School of Greatness. Is it Louis? Whatever. One of those podcasts. And and this guy was given David Goggins an example. He said, for example, um, when you're sick, and before he can, David Goggins like continue. When you're fat and your leg is hurt, like continue. When you don't feel like, continue. When you're feeling depressed, continue. And David Goggins said, because I know nobody else is going to do what it takes. So I'm going to have to do it. So you can tell there's an inner switch inside of him that goes, I don't care. I really don't care because this has become so automatic to me that feeling sick is no longer part of who I am. If it comes in, it's a guest. 
in my own home. But the way my home operates is that I have to do this now. Do a try run in a winter situation. Nah. Hey man, I, I did that once and I let the bus go, you know. One time I was traveling to a place that was like super cold and I was like, I will run until I got out and I'm like, I ain't running. <laughs> I am not doing oh, this. Oh, oh, you run 100 meters in your chest. I'm not doing this. And I love David Goggins. In fact, somewhere on my work desk, is, there's like a, actually a, one of those things, what would David Goggins do? do? Like I have it there, right? But I'm like, bro, nah. And this guy runs in like a blizzard. Like he actually goes out there. You know, I'm like, he runs in the middle of the day in like, you know, the heat of summer. Like how do you, how do you do that? Right? It, is it a switch? Is it a decision you make every day? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, th- I think it goes to that saying that everyone has heard about great people do things consistently. Or some people say successful people do things consistently, what others do occasionally. Mm-hmm. He's successful at what he does is because no matter what happens, come sun, come rain, he's, he's going to do it. Ben, on the other hand, or Henry, on the other hand, is going to go out and be like, uh, look, I'm it's, it's 38 it, degrees, man. Yeah, man. Why am I I'm running? Not, like, we're not doing this. Yeah, it's cold. Can I just get an extra five minutes of mm-hmm. sleep? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's about doing that consistently every single day, no matter what happens. And I think I think that is is actually paramount to our growth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we're going to do. And I think let's take it back to consist. This is uh, let's take it back to scripture. Mm-hmm. I want to explore. Uh, okay, now I need uh, one person. I think it's Daniel, mm-hmm. right? Scripture talks about Daniel being this guy who's he's good at what he does. And then you find that people are trying to accuse him of stuff and they couldn't find anything wrong with this guy. Even to a point where they said, look, if you're going to go about the law of his God, you're going to get nothing out of this guy. So let's do this. And these suckers, I like to call them suckers anyways, they go to this king and they're like, oh, dude, you got to draw, deceptive, deceptively tell him, oh, draw an edict that says nobody can worship any other God but you, blah, blah, blah. And this is what scripture says. Mm-hmm. It says in Daniel 6, it says, when Daniel knew that the king had signed it, he went to his house where he had his windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. But he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. And scripture says, as he had done previously. Despite the circumstance, despite things he about to hit to the routine. Fan, he stuck to routine. Mm. He stuck to his routine and said, no, I'm just going to be consistent with this thing. But if you go back, I think, I think just before that, when he describes Daniel, right? He talks about him being trustworthy. That means he's just consistent with his word. Mm. This guy is not shifting in any kind of way. He's a man of integrity. Matt, it calls him actually incorruptible. So he's mm-hmm. a man of integrity. He's consistent when it comes to being in a man of integrity. It says he's not negligent, which means this dude is consistent in being careful and being observing of what the laws and the rules are, right? And this is because these qualities were returned on an investment that he did from an early age. He did something from a young age consistently every single day that is now second nature, whereby an edict is given and he goes, okay. What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm going to, this is what I do, man. I'm going to pray. 
right? And obviously, we get to see the crown. He gets shortly after that. He's thrown into the to the den of lions. I don't know if Ben is going to be thrown in, and then he's not going to cave in to Yui. Let's mm. leave that grace to Daniel. Mm, amen but, to that. But, <laughs> but you see, the crown he gets, come, but God gets there. Do, do you think? Say, mm-hmm. Do you think it's because? Because I'm just thinking here. Do you think that these guys were able to do that, and the people who are able to do that today? are people who live very minimalistic lives. Meaning, right. Because I was actually thinking about it the other day. I'm like, you know what? Technology, the point of technology was supposed to simplify life. Right. Meaning that now it doesn't take me five hours to go from Posta to, I don't know, Tegeta, right? Mm-hmm. It can take me 40-something minutes because I can use a car, a picky-picky, whatever it is, right? Right. So the idea is to save time. It's to um, free us mm-hmm. or at least give us more time to do other things mm-hmm. instead of like just getting these mundane things like, try, you know, try moving from one point to the next, uh, meaning that I, I have to warm up food. I have to, you know, spend three hours, guashamoto, mka, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, put a stove there, whatever. Like now I can just put two minutes in the microwave and, we, and we're back at it, right? So ideally you would think that someone from like, I don't know, 14th century, if they show up today, they'd be like, wow. Mm-hmm. I like, can get more things done. Exactly. You know, I can read more books. I could learn and study more. I could do all of these other things, right? That's what you would think technology would do to us. Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite. Yeah. Um. We have more time, but it's like the more time we have, the more we find other distractions to add into our own lives. Absolutely. So do you think it's about maybe choosing very few things, meaning that you will be missing out on a lot, that whole form, right? Meaning Mm -hmm. that you have to be okay with missing Missing out. out. Mm -hmm. Because now the, the, the terrible thing about today is that Right now, if I want to know what's popping in Tabata, if I want to know what's popping in Bezi, in, in Masaki, in whichever part of town, just pick up your phone. Instantly. Right. 50 years, for 30 years ago, you don't have that information. So you are content with what's happening where you are. Mm-hmm. What's available to you. But right, right now, you can know what's happening in New York, what's happening in Sydney, right. what's happening in, I don't know, um, Taiwan, you can know that in the instant. So there's this constant anxiety of trying to keep up with all these different exciting things, mm-hmm. be it online. I, I see this myself. Like when you go to YouTube, you're like, oh my God, this is a new podcast, there's a new episode. Oh, I want to hear someone's take on this issue. I want to hear someone. It's like, you whereas before it's like you have one radio, That's you, it. You, you you listen to what, what you're listening to. And form your own to. take on things. I think, I think that depends. I think it's harder now because unless you don't live with people in a community and you're alone, then you could try at least and, and live that kind of lifestyle, but then you still have the screen in front of you, right? But otherwise, if you live with people, you're going to be forced to listen to their ideas, to listen to what they're thinking. Today, an accident happened. And then with Yaka, two minutes, somebody has posted a video of how the, the accident happened, right? So you know exactly what's happening. And, they, and you don't even have time to process what you just saw. You don't have to process what you just saw because right underneath that video, you've got a hundred people telling you what they're thinking. And before you form your own opinion, you're probably going to look at that comment and start deciding, is he right or is he wrong? But before you do that, there's another comment that you liked more than the first one. So it's, it, I think the distractions are more accessible now, but they're always there. They're just more accessible now with technology. 
Yeah, and so I guess in a world of so many distractions, of course the mundane will be like the last things on your list because mm-hmm. they're less rewarding in the short term at least. In the long term, they're probably more rewarding. Yeah. But in the short term, they're not as rewarding as following this thread where people are bashing each other. It's like yeah. this toxic Twitter thing, right? Absolutely. Um, or following this exciting thing that's happening or you know, listening in on this thing that's happening on, what is it, uh, Clubhouse, or having a conversation with somebody, like all these other things are all exciting, then, you know, sticking to all these things that are like, feel boring. And uh, So I think, how do you get to a point where I guess you're minimalistic enough to say, okay, every day, this um, is what I'm doing. nothing is as important as this. doing these two, three, four things I think every day. You know, I, it's like, so, it's like so mm-hmm. what you're saying about financially, right? Right. I'll do this, and then whatever time is left, I'll do that. I'll dedicate to whatever everything else. How do you get to a point where you can make that decision and I that th- commitment? I think, I think if we even go back to the story of Daniel, right? This guy knew who he was and why he was doing what he was doing. And you also, you always say this many times, know your why. Know your why. Why are you doing it? And I think our generation, I think a lot of people struggle with even their purpose in life. People don't know what they want to do, why they're doing what they do. It's because there's so much distractions and there's so much options and there's so much this and that that you don't have time to even filter out anything. Mm. Not you, eh? So I think it's, it's harder for them. But nonetheless, even though it is hard, it's not impossible. Because even the story of Daniel, merely just by the king saying that, we knew, he knew, but death is upon me. Mm-hmm. If I continue, right? So that's a distraction. That's a distraction from saying, no, 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 you know what? You have to stop doing what you do. Break your routine. Break that. You can't be consistent with prayer. Now hide. Instead of three times, maybe do it one time. Or maybe just do it quietly for one minute. Who cares? I don't know what how many minutes he prayed. But to him, there was something that was more important that occupied his mind. That was so important above everything else that he said, no matter what happens, I have to do these things. And I think for us as people, as you said, I think it's to identify, if you have a vision of something, if you have a vision of where you're going, come what may, if you're going to Mwenge, there is no way, for some reason, it's impossible to do that because you are not going to Mwenge, mm. right? So it's about knowing exactly the reason why you're doing what you're doing. The whole start, start with why, right? Always, always start with 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 why, and and uh, just on that on that note, some keys that I think, I think because I'm trying to practice them. As we said, number one is have your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because once you do that, you you're able to particularly identify how to make sure to achieve the completion of the goal for that specific day. So you'll be devoted. And there's no need for, for this buzz that you're talking about. The, you know, what you call it? Dopamine. The dopamine rush. You're not getting it because I know exactly what I'm doing. So now I'm shifting from a point of desiring this one thing to saying I'm devoted to this. So instead of, some, the, the issue of desire is the fact that I'm going to get from. But the, the thing is, do we have enough spaces in our lives on a day-to-day basis to actually pause and remind ourselves of that? It, it depends. Because if you're rushing, you know, 100 miles an hour, bro, 
you don't have time to be saying, oh, why am I doing this? Why no, is this saying, important? Before you do it, any vision, right? But but I think I think the little goals throughout the day, it's much harder to to stop and pause. Yeah, it, especially it, today. So for, because for example, like let's say you wake up. This is something that I've noticed as okay. well. You wake up, and if the first thing you do is pick up your phone and like see what's popping, uh-huh. and you say, you know what, I want to like pray. It's very easy for you to get distracted, and it's very easy for your mind to go somewhere else. Right. To take a completely well, different Bible's path your phone on that as day. Well. Nobody's reading their physical Bibles anymore. Yeah, so it's very easy to 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 get distracted. So, mm-hmm. and then you're basically, or let's say you're late for something in the morning. It's very easy to spend the rest of your day playing catch up, mm. which means you're not actually stopping mm. to think. Yes. Why am I doing this? Why am I engaging in this? Why shouldn't I engage in this? Right. right. So how how do you live that life that's like paced in such a way that there is always pockets of time for you to stop and process what you're about to step into, you know, or what's coming your way, all these signals that are being, you know, that are like sent towards you. I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was saying if there is a video camera following you every single minute of an eight hour workday, for example. Like the Truman Show. Like the Truman Show, right. Do you think if you're replaying it back, you wouldn't find a space of five minutes? A space of five minutes. There's plenty of five minutes in there. There's plenty. Let me even, let me even submit this. There's plenty of 10-minute gaps mm-hmm. of you probably doing screw all that day. Yeah. Lazima, there's no other way. But then if you don't have the video camera and you go home, you're tired, you go... Oh my God, what a crazy thank you. Day. This was a crazy day. I was stacked mm-hmm. up. I didn't even have time to breathe. But in actual reality, you had plenty of time. Either you were blank with it, either you gave those 10 minutes to somebody else and not yourself. Or if it's prayer, you did not even take time to pray because you're on your phone. Mm. Because sometimes I can take this phone and scroll and put it down without looking at the time. And I think, oh my God, I just scrolled two or three pages. But in actual reality, I spent 15 minutes on that phone without yeah. even knowing. So we, in actual reality is we do have pockets of space. But these, everything that is technological has become more important than the physical. Mm-hmm. Right? You, people can't put their phones down. For example, for me, what I'm practicing these days is no matter when I wake up, apart from the alarm, I don't, I don't read messages. I don't even read my emails, which is a problem. I don't read my emails until two, three hours in. Mm. I must get that... Even if I'm doing nothing, the three hours, the first three hours, I'm not touching anything. And at night when I get home, I'll take off my watch, I'll take out my wallet, take out my phone, put them at the same place, and I'll sit on the sofa, which is quite a distance to the phone. And I don't care who calls. I really don't care. Unless, you know, until one day it's an emergency, then I'll be like, oh my God, I wish I stayed with my phone. Not necessarily. If it's a, you know, Here's what I've learned. If it's an emergency, you'll know it's an emergency. True. If it's an emergency that only you could show up, you know, to whatever, um, It'll they get could to reach you. you. They, they'll probably have your wife's number. If they don't have your wife's number or they can't access it, right? it wasn't an emergency for you. <laughs> Think about it. No, it's true. It's true. Your parents, if they don't reach you, who do they call? Yeah. So, so even with this issue of consistency, everyone is consistently on their phone. So consistency is not the issue. So what I've noticed is consistency is not an issue, but being consistent in the important stuff. That's that, the problem. That builds you up. I am consistently on my phone. 
You, you, you are. And you still don't pick up your phone. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is actually wrong with you? We will edit this part <laughs> out of the podcast. You know, but, but, but since we're Christians as well, I think there's an important issue for us as well. I think even with our walk, our walk with God, our walk with, with Christ, this issue of, of consistency nonetheless is still important. I even want to submit that it is actually required, right? Being off and then on, you know, loving God and then despising him, praying and then not praying, reading the word and not reading the word, you know, the word calls it being double-minded. Mm. I think in other places, as Ben likes it, calls it being lukewarm and God mm. hates it. He says, decide, take, make a decision. Yeah, make a decision, man. Do you love me? Do you hate me? Are you for God? Are you for, for the other dude, right? And I think most of us, especially for us young people, I think the older generation who never grew up on phones, <laughs> this doesn't really bother them. It's not, it's not just phones. I think it was like the life, what was accessible mm. was so minimal that... No, the, the same things were accessible, but... I think, I mean, of course you had access to people and whatnot, but it's like the people in your life, mm-hmm. the people you work with, the people who are your neighbors, Right. right? And, and that's why they actually knew their neighbors. Mm, yeah, today we really don't. Because, you know, they, they, they didn't have... Trader, you don't know your neighbor, do you? They didn't have strangers. I don't know. Them. <laughs> I don't know. Until I need something from my neighbor. That's when I know them. At least the other wall, the, side, the other side of the wall. Do yeah. you know them? I don't know them. I only went there recently because I, was, I needed something that they had. Oh. <laughs> that's when I was like, I'm showing up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is that because their life was so minimal, mm-hmm. um, you know, now... We have this illusion that I have friends on Instagram, I have friends on Twitter, I have friends on WhatsApp and whatnot. So you engage with those people all the time. Yep. You neglect the people who are actually around you. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. So they had to engage with the neighbors. Yep. They had to engage with people in their communities, mm-hmm. be it a church or a mosque or whatever it is, or at work. Um, they had to engage all those people. Um, and by design, those engagements are limited. You know, You right. can't be at five different houses at the same time. You know, you can't be doing well, all those things. Could. Yeah. Now you can be. Now you can be just like in and out of like three different platforms. We have to meet. You're like checking home, in. Yeah. yeah. So so I think their life was designed that way. So that's why even right now, because they've lived life like that for so long. It's that, become. Yeah. So yeah. even in this current world, it's like they are, yes, they are like navigating it, but it's not as crazy as us. Mm-hmm. Um, so and mostly because also the adoption rate for their peers is not as crazy. Yeah. Like pretty much all of our friends right. have smartphones. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just smartphones, but they are all on all the popular platforms. Mm-hmm. They either have Instagram or they either have Twitter, they either have Facebook. Um, they definitely have WhatsApp. Yeah. That's not the case for them, you know? So it's like, even if like, I, I mean, I see, you see a few old dudes like on TikTok and whatnot, and I'm like, <laughs> cringe but it's maybe cool maybe their daughter's called it <laughs> yeah but my point is that it's just hard it's hard and 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 I know some people are probably listening like you know you, you always talk about it, but like, it's hard it, it's very 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 hard to be consistent in the important things absolutely it's easy to be consistent in other like things that are exciting but to be consistent in like important things as Especially past a certain point, it's very hard. And Absolutely. I think what I've come to learn so far is that when I stick to fewer things, 
It's much easier. It's much easier. When I am get ambitious and I'm like, oh, I want to make all these different changes, mm-hmm. then things just get crazy. And a life of being consistent involves saying no to so many things. Absolutely. Good example. Mm-hmm. This podcast. This podcast, season three basically, could have been out in 2022. Jesus. But so this is not part we're cutting out. But okay. we didn't say no mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Yeah. And so plans just kept changing. Right. Plans just kept changing and changing and changing and changing. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost canceled today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I almost did. I was like, you know what? I'm we're, we're doing this. Um, because I was actually I was actually cooking and I was making dinner, and I'm like, ah. And I'm rushing and, you know, I took long, much more time than I actually anticipated. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's time is going, whatever. Like, but I was like, you know what? I was determined. I was like, yeah. it's got to happen. It has to happen. Uh, so I think sometimes it's really about saying no. Absolutely. Like, is this important enough for you to say no to so many other things that are probably more exciting in the moment? Um, or some, they feel like more urgent sometimes. Is this important enough for you to do that? And I think you have to. And so... It, I, I had to sit down and be like, you know what? Okay. I had to go back and cause I, I tend to journal sometimes and go back to even this, something as simple as this podcast or what if it could be real. And I'm like, <laughs> some of the conversations that I was having with God about it and the prayers that I had. Right. And I'm like, you prayed for this. I'm like, why am I sometimes distracted by other things? Mm-hmm. While clearly in the early days of this thing, um, which is truly, because the early days of anything is what captures your true feelings yeah. about something, right? Before life gets we, complicated. We woke up early before the sunrise <laughs> to go record. <laughs> so what is it exactly? You know, so, but, yeah. so it's one of those things where sometimes you just have to maybe, going back to, you know, remember the why. But Absolutely. at the same time, I think um, being comfortable saying no to other things because this thing is important. And so, you know, I'll, I'll I think it. it's that it goes back to that dopamine rush, to be honest. I think the way we feel while recording might feel good doing it and might feel good finishing it and, you know, completing the, the recording. Like, you know, there's so many other things that we could be doing that would give this adrenaline rush, this dopamine rush. that will be just smiling. Oh, my God. But you also, know, I think for us, another thing is we, we lost sight of what's important. We did. We did because we were like, now let's do video, let's yeah, do that, right? Yeah. And we got caught up on that. And we stopped and like, don't let's not do this until we get the video right. Let's just start talking to people who could do this. And sometimes this. that's the case, you know. I want to get the right shoes before Absolutely. I actually do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get this thing. So sometimes, yeah. you know, I want to buy gloves before I go to the gym. Dude, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things where you're like, I want to go to this type of a gym, right? Absolutely. Before. So I think sometimes it's also um, when we want things to go in a very specific way. Like, you know, this, I guess I don't, I don't even think it's perfection, right. but it's like, you know, when you have this ideal way of doing something, sometimes that can get in the way of consistency. You know, mm-hmm. like I want to save, um, like you said, 40% of my income. Mm-hmm. What if that's actually not possible? Right. It could be not possible. Why don't you just with start with 2%? 10? Or oh, 2%. Yeah. And, you know, and work so your way about, up. It's and, about taking the small steps. Yeah, right? and maybe you are doing 40% and something tragic happens in your life and you can only do 10% or 5%. Like, that's okay. So I think it's one of those things sometimes where always, I guess, the thing should always be about doing the the actual core thing mm-hmm. and not all the fluff around it. Because I think, I think sometimes... Because maybe, maybe because people are result-oriented. No one cares about the process, right? Mm-hmm. You know... 
you know, been wrote a book in the process, you can still go purchase it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? Amazon? It's uh, all online retailers, all of them pretty okay, much. Now, yeah, all the go. major ones. Now, after that sponsorship break, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's about the, the, the issue of compound interest, mm-hmm. even when it comes to consistency. Most of the time, it's like almost like building a house. Before you build, you're going to have to dig. So you're going to have to disappear into the depths to the point whereby you know this foundation is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be shakable. Then you start building the building blocks. But by the time you, you raise up out of the ground, everyone's looking at you and going, oh, he just started. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that you were consistent when nobody could see it. You were consistent when you're not making anything. You were consistent when things did not seem to change. As a matter of fact, they seemed to get worse. The, mm-hmm. Before you build, you had to go deeper. You have to dig deep. And I think even with our consistency, it does not matter what you see right now in the front. The front end in fact, isn't as lucrative. In fact, it, even, should, it shouldn't matter what people see. It, of course, it should, it should not matter. But I'm just saying, even for you, for you to see this progress many times when you start seeing the fruit of something. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like if you go to the gym and you run today and you still measure your waist at this much or whatever, the clothes still are tight. After two weeks of consistency, you just go, oh, did you ever see this clip on Instagram? There's this chubby or rather fat kid was staying on the leg press. Was it a leg press or a squat press, whatever it was. And then he, he did like three reps and then he paused and then opened up his T-shirt and the tummy was still there and just seemed to shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that one. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's how we are today. Yeah. We, 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 we don't, we don't want to dig deep so we can set a good foundation. We want to start laying the bricks on, on level ground. And that's not how a house is built. No. Because if we're consistent enough to go deep and lay the roots out, so when the tree grows... It's firm enough, stands strong enough. The building stands strong enough. So when the, sh- when the storms come, when the difficulties come, we're not shaken. We're sitting inside going, mm. oh my God, there's rain outside. Ah, well, it's instead cool. of that other house that is being blown by the wind. Mm. It, rem- it reminds me of, what's the story, the, the children's story with the wolf, the big bad wolf who, who um, is it Little Red Riding Hood? Was it Little Red Riding Hood? And he huffed and he puffed and he blew the house down. Nah, I don't know that the, one. That entire story. Eh? Let's continue. <laughs> but I think at, at some point, um, this little girl goes into a house made of brick. Mm-hmm. And this wolf comes and he tries to huff and puff and blow the house down, but he, was, he wasn't able to. And I think even, even in our walk with Christ, even in our daily walk, with just people. Consistency builds strong and deep foundations which create roots so that once it actually when you've done it long enough you can stand back and say i built that house through consistency Mm -hmm. and as you said there's this word called discipline Mm. you cannot be consistent without discipline but you cannot have discipline without without being consistent so So chicken and egg chicken and egg you know so if it's prayer you want discipline be consistent Mm-hmm. If you want to be disciplined in prayer, be consistent mm-hmm. in investing. Same thing, you know. So in in, in this in the same way, you want to grow spiritually, be like Daniel, be consistent. Yeah. You want to grow financially, be like Warren, who loves his compound interest, be consistent. That's the homie, by the way. I call him Warren. Mm-hmm. You know, 
first name basis. Well, he's actually, Warren, kind of think of it. He's like he's Warren B. He's Warren. B. <laughs> We're talking about Warren Buffett, people. Yeah. You know, but you want to grow physically. You want to get fitter. You want to lose weight. You want to be consistent in your workout, in your sleep, in your in in your hydration. Be consistent. That's it. It's about do the small steps. Make sure you drink two glasses of water a day. Right. And eventually you make it to three liters a day, right? Yeah, like right now, I want to say, Henry, I want, to, I want you to go home and sleep. But then I just noticed that I've got a UEFA Champions League match at 11. Not even a UEFA Champions League. Nigga, you just had like a double shot of espresso thing. I don't, I don't know how you're going to sleep, right? Hey, hey. I don't know how I'm going to sleep. I had this coffee at this hour, but yeah. Right. But, but it's about identifying what's important to you. For example, if waking up at six is important, maybe it's important for you to go to sleep at 10. But all, all we're trying to encourage people today is, number one, I, before you start on these grand things, be consistent with the mundane, the everyday things that is actually common to everybody. And mm-hmm. most of the time, even Ben, you said today, sometimes you may enter a room and you might think you're not qualified at all just to find out people are just the same as you. Hmm. And they might have gone to a good school, they might have done this and that, they might have privileged parents, but then you might find yourself in there just because simply you were consistent, you were focused on your goal. And for some reason, God chose to give you the grace to enter that room. Hmm. But it is as a result of consistency. And people are going to know whether you're good or not. Once you open your mouth, they'll know, okay, this guy is consistent in his craft. That's why he's this good. Today, Ben is one of the, the, the leading trainers and consultants in, in development and because he's been consistent throughout the years, right? Are you shaking your head saying you are? I'm, I'm endorsing you that you are. Amen, really brother. Good, Amen. You know? but, but as we're saying- No, it's true what you're saying because I, I, I can see that even in my line of business, right? Yeah. Where there are people who, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, is this- Right. Is this nigga going through a phase, right? Um, and <laughs> they were and it's like, okay, year one, okay, year, okay, this this is for real, right? Yeah. So year two, year three, like people are starting to see that okay, this is definitely for real. Yeah. Um, and so there are people, there are plenty of people sometimes actually, and in fact there are people maybe who want to open certain doors for you. Absolutely. But they want to know like this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. I'm not going to put my reputation on the line by mm. opening this door for you, mm. only for you to quit on me. Like, you know, so sometimes um, consistency, and I'm not saying, because I think the other thing that we're also, or at least I personally, I'm also always like weary of saying, or at least imply is that people should be consistent for the sake of reaching a certain thing. Like mm-hmm. this being like dependent on outcomes. I don't really think because sometimes those outcomes don't happen. Sometimes you may be consistent for years and years and nothing really ever pans out. Mm -hmm. So I think consistency should always be based on you. Like we're we're not doing this podcast because we hope that one day it's going to be this big popping thing. We're going to be making money off of it. We're going to make it a hundred million like like your boy. Like like Joe Rogan, right? Or suddenly we're going to like be booking like big names. Like that's not the goal because if that's the goal, then guess what? If we're 100 episodes in and that's not happening, right? we're losing steam. It's like, I, I don't want to do this anymore, man. Um, so I think the uh, consistency should always be 
Like you should find a way to make it enjoyable in the here and now. Absolutely. You should find a way to make it meaningful to you personally, Absolutely. independent mm-hmm. um, and outside of everyone else and yeah. everything else, because that's the only way you're actually going to sustain it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So for example, for me, my fitness, it has nothing to do with looking good. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I couldn't care about- You look good, dog. Uh, thanks. But I, I couldn't care about <laughs> looking good because I realized that if I get too focused on that, and I don't get those results, I'm going to be discouraged. Absolutely. And I know I am a hyper-emotional creature. So if I don't, if as soon as I start getting that discouragement, I am probably going to stop. Mm. I'm going to find a way to stop. So I think, so now I'm like, you know what? Okay, I just want to be healthy, which means when I do the annual whatever checkup thing. You're good. As long as the doctor says I'm good, I'm your like- Your cholesterol is good. Your yeah, heart is yes, right. so I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Absolutely. I'm, we're good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I'm able to- engage in certain activities and I'm actually enjoying them and I see that, okay, I can actually, I'm fit and I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. So for me, it's, I had to look for something else because if I was going to say, ah, it's about, you know, aesthetics and how I'm going to look and how this is going to fit, I was going to stop at some point. Yeah. That's, that was not going to work. So I think people have- You just have... to tuck in your polos, didn't you? They <laughs> <laughs> sure feel good hey, to tuck the right? man, <laughs> But <laughs> um, I think people should find a- Find a reason to make it right. satisfying in the mm. here and now. Mm-hmm. And that satisfaction should not be based on other people or any outside factors. It mm. should be you. Intrinsic, okay. Yeah, it should be intrinsic. It should be internal. It should be all about you. That is the only way you're going to be able to sustain it. Yeah, It's like, even in a relationship, in fact, if you're being kind to your wife or your husband, hoping that they would reciprocate that, Guess what? If they're having a bad day, you're not going to be kind that day. Absolutely. Because they're not going to reciprocate that. If they're going through a phase, you're not going to... So you have to always do things and be in such a way that it's like independent from all these other factors. I think it still goes... Even with the relationship analogy, I think it goes back to the issue of desire versus devotion. Mm -hmm. Even with your wife, you're saying, baby, I'm I'm doing this to my wife because I'm devoted. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this to get something in return. No, because this is who I am. I'm doing this. I am devoted to her because this is who I am. Mm. And because this is who I am and I'm devoted to her, it it just has to pour out from me to this other person, right? Not because I'm, I'm expecting my wife or my girlfriend or whoever it is to just turn back and say, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll just be like, which is, shut up. Which you is, because when you, when you but, study a lot of this, what is it, there's a evolutionary psychology, like right. reciprocity is built into our DNA. Mm-hmm. We, in fact, we have evolved and built cities and everything based on the principle of reciprocity is that I will do something knowing that you're going to do the same thing in return. If I'm kind to you, you're going to be kind to me. If I am nice to you, that's how we're not killing each other. And we're like, because we know that, okay, um, the expectation is is that- Well, do something for you. Scratch my back. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't bring any bad energy. Why would you, you know? So it's built into our DNA. So, which means it's going to require a lot more to- go above and beyond that. It's like it's better to give than receive, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to go above your natural element to sort of like operate and be that way, which is, again, goes back to that whole creating spaces where you can say, okay, the instinct is to do this, but I am going to go in this direction. That's why I think, what is it called? The kingdom of heaven is called the upside down kingdom because mm-hmm. it requires us to do things that are natural. Right. Like we are wired to be kind to those who are nice to us. Yes. We are required, we are like wired to love those who love us or who can love us, right? Yes. And then you're like, love your enemies. Like, what? Absolutely. Um, so I think 
That's 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 quite interesting because even unlike other <clears throat> other re, re, religions or spiritual practices, you find Christianity being the one part whereby number one we don't have to do things to gain the favor or the grace of God. This is something that He has already done. Mm-hmm. So it's we're, we're actually we're actually receiving from God, but He's turned that around, saying it is better to give than to receive because He's already given you. He's mm-hmm. telling you. It's better to do this because he has shown you that he has done it. Right? And there's nothing valuable he's gonna, he can receive from us anyways. Absol- absolutely. We you cannot know? repay. We, we cannot match what he's done. It's just, you know. So I think, and, and so anyways, as we're saying, that is absolutely, even in our walk, it's absolutely uh, necessary. But you said something else, which is true. It's about taking the small steps. But mm-hmm. may I also submit that Albeit that is necessary, you don't have to do things the hard way. You have to make decisions. You must. You have to make hard decisions, but you don't have to do things the hard way. Making these grand plans and then trying to execute them. Maybe instead of doing the hard, maybe doing things the hard way, you can just do make small decisions to do the hard things. Mm-hmm. And it's not about how hard you go. It's not about how hard you go. How hard you do something. It's not about getting up today and running five kilometers or ten kilometers when you've no. never done it. Which I don't talk about. Go for a walk. I remember Ben. We went running with Ben after not working out for a couple of years. Well, maybe a year or two, whatever it was. And I just was, oh my God. You were done. I was done. And I felt like I ran like 20 kilometers. <laughs> and then dude was just like, dude, wasn't even close. <laughs> you know. But and I know even without Christian walk, you have this charismatic fanatics and preachers and pastors who tell you, dude, if you don't pray an hour a day or more than an hour, you're not praying. Why, why do I feel like you're throwing shots anyway? I'm not throwing shots. What am I throwing shots at? I'm just trying to encourage people that even with your walk, even in prayer, maybe start with something simple. Start every morning before you wake up. That doesn't even make sense. Start every morning after you wake up, before you do anything. It's a simple saying, Father, thank you. Do it one sentence. One sentence. Thank you for waking yeah, me up. Thank you out. for giving yeah. me life today. I feel so blessed. The next day, oh God, thank you. I feel very good and refreshed this morning. I give you glory. Slowly, slowly, and build that up. It could take 20 years. It could take five years. It could take two years. And I think that's the whole idea. The idea is that we tend to think of this, I guess, not, not so much about perfection, but I think we tend to think of intense practices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That it's about being intense. It's about praying one hour. And of course, for example, like the spiritual practices, we Christians aren't really very helpful because mm-hmm. we tend to celebrate the intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we tend to celebrate the pastor who sweats when he's preaching. We tend to celebrate yeah, the worship leaders, you know, who are like... Jumping around. And- yeah, jumping around, speaking in tongues, just like, you know, like this spiritual revival going on around here. Um, the worshipers who raise their hands and get down on their knees and fall mm-hmm. flat on their face. Those are the things that we celebrate. So as a result, people who don't move or function with that level of intensity are like left out. So it feels like it's not enough. It's inadequate. Yeah. Um, and so if it's not enough and inadequate, it's like you're discouraged. So why even do it, right? Mm-hmm. So and maybe all of this is not necessarily happening in your conscious, but probably running in your subconscious mind. Yeah. Not realizing that. It, it, I mean, it, it's serious, but it's not that serious. Yeah. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? It's like okay, just have a conversation with God. Just say a sentence. The next day, you say something else, 
But and show up. And it's a relationship. Show up. It's a relationship. Eventually, it's going to feel natural. Eventually, you're going to want to spend more time because more time. it's natural too. Exactly. And you'd have more things to say and, you, and all these things. So it's about small, just taking small investments. And as a result, that your faith is being built in the process. Your, your patience is being built in the process. Your endurance in prayer is being built in the process. And all these things, you know. So, and besides, we don't see in scripture anywhere that says you ought to do this, mm. even though these people just take scripture out of context. But anyways, all we know is it says pray constantly, pray consistently. That's all we know. But anyways, back to those keys in closing, but I'm just saying back, back to those keys on how to be better. We said have your why, mm-hmm. right? Know what you're doing, be devoted to that. And you know, where there's a will, there's, yeah, a way. there's a way. But the second thing I would like to say is have your vision. You know your why, but what out of that why, what are you achieving? What are you going for? What's have your target? Vision. What's the target? Even if it's small steps. If you want to be financially free, if you want to be good at praying for if an you hour, want to restore you want to your be relationship fit mm. and all these things that your relationship, you want to cultivate a good relationship with your mm. spouse. You want to go on that trip. You want to go on that trip. I need to save money. I'll give a good verse. It's Habakkuk 2. It mm-hmm. says, write your vision down. Mm-hmm. You know, But the word of God says, though it may tarry, though it may linger, though it may take a long time, be consistent for it will certainly come. That's not from scripture. Everything mm-hmm. is from scripture. Write it down. And in due time, in due time, yeah. it's going to come. Mm-hmm. But you have to be consistent in the little steps. Mm-hmm. Okay? But number three as well, keep it simple. As you said, don't overcomplicate stuff. No. Quality over quantity. Yep. I'm okay with you going to the gym every day and running a kilometer rather than running five today and then, and then your legs running aching five and in two months. In like. two months' time. It's okay to run one kilometer every day. You could, there are people I know that run a mile. That's it. They're not going over a mile for the last 25 years. All they do is, I'm running a mile in my life. As soon as you say run a mile, I, I thought of Denzel. Which one is that? Which movie? Um, remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. You do oh, this, you run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> you think you run a mile. <laughs> You know, but so keep it simple. And one that is the hardest out of all, persevere through the process. Mm. Embrace the hardships. And it's okay. Perseverance. Perseverance. It's okay to not be perfect, dog. You know, be tenacious. You won't be. You will never be. How? How would you be perfect? Only God is perfect. And you're going to, can we just say you're going to fail? Dude. You're going to fail. In fact, I think we should even not call it... Some of these things shouldn't even be called failure. Like, for example, I like eating cake. I ate cake yesterday. <laughs> I don't even feel bad anymore. Right. I'm like, it's cake. Yeah, it's I eat cake. it. I'll be back at it again tomorrow. People say, don't eat bread. I'm like, well, okay. Hell, Jesus I like, ate bread. I, dude, I like bread and Nutella. You do, actually. Nutella, however, I, I, whatever I, I it's called. I don't called. like it. You know what? I don't know who created that. I have that sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is unhealthy. But it's but once I'm having in a while, it. it's okay. So I think sometimes it's, and I think it's one of those things where, which is, I think maybe it's where I have reached that stage on some things in my life, um, which is acceptance. Because I think sometimes we tend to have a certain sense of arrogance mm. um, when we're committed to something where you feel yeah. like I'm on top of things. Guess what? You will never be on top of things. Yeah. And so if you've built your identity around 
this idea of being on top of things, on top of the game, when you deviate, mm-hmm. there is a sense of shame and condemnation, right? Ah, you know why I'm, I'm better than this? I'm like, no, you're not. You're really not. You're not. <laughs> That's so, exactly so, who you are. <laughs> exactly. So I've reached that stage of acceptance. where I'm like, I'm not better than, I'm like, I'm not better than the person this who's stuck in This is exactly who himself. I am. I'm this fighting against am. this. And yeah. That's what I'm fighting. It's not better in fact, than sometimes this. I'm like, I'm intentionally not fighting against it. I'm like, I'm bring trying to it be on. exactly yeah. who I am. So for me, it's like, okay, it's not about, it's like, it's life, it's the overall life experience. It's not Absolutely. about this goal that I'm reaching. It's like, no, there will be times when um, I eat cake. There will be times when I'm like indulging in the carbs. Like there will, it's, it's part of life. Yeah. It's what I do. And you know what? The next day I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to go on the road and, you know, run. Whatever it is that I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to go back to fasting. Whatever it is. But it's not about, like, just hitting this goal. It's about there will be times you will fall. Absolutely. And once you've reached a state of acceptance, accepting that you're flawed, accepting yeah. that you're weak, mm-hmm. accepting that you're just like... You're a man of flesh. You're a man of flesh. Um, and you will always get it wrong. You will always fall short. Like that's who you are. And and sometimes people tend to think that, you know, ah, nah, you know, you gotta like prop and talk yourself up. And that's, you know, maybe sometimes if your self-esteem is like really severely hit, that's a good practice. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think after a certain point, you have to get to a point where you can accept yourself for who you are without it messing with your confidence, without it messing with your identity. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, me indulging in some of these other things while I consider myself a healthy person is yeah. it's not contradictory it's just no. who I am it's sometimes I do this and I but you know I still do this other thing you can't I still be go healthy back to this. 24-7 you can't and I'm yeah, not you saying that you can't walk on water 24-7 the storms will sometimes distract you and you'll fall you'll and, drown and, man. And, and I'm not saying this I think you know it's one of those things where it's like I feel like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Apostle Paul um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying this in like a pompous way but when he was talking about grace and people were like, oh, so it's a license to, to sin. sin. I'm, I'm not saying this as this, this you know, now because of this, then it's a license to just indulge in everything. No, 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 not, not particularly, but it's like everything in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. But my point is that accepting that you will not live up to the standard. You might have this hard streak where you're Even probably for the, the, the whole notion of depravity. Anyway, it yeah. starts with that, right? That I'm naturally, I'm going to mess up. So me in not messing up, by no means is this me. That I'm not the kind of person who doesn't no, no, mess no, no, up. No, no. I am a person who exactly messes up. So I just feel lucky that I'm on this hot streak. That's it. <laughs> that's It's like any time now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think even, even in our walk, as you said, there is no guilt and condemnation mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. But remember in him saying there is no guilt or condemnation, he knows that you are going to mess up. You're going to fall short. And then you're going to feel the guilt and condemnation. So he's trying to tell you beforehand, even when you fall, remember, there is no guilt or condemnation because the the, the sacrifice or the price has already been paid for. Yeah. You know. But and, and, and as long as you have the gift of life, you, you get back up and you continue. Exactly. And I think it's it's consistency is about what you do in the in between. Mm-hmm. Right? In that process, when you're in the again, go get that book by Ben Oden mm-hmm. in the process. But it's about what you do in the in-between. It's about showing up when it's hard, even when it feels impossible. Even when it feels like you don't like it, it's about taking the necessary. And most of the times you won't like it. You won't. Actually, you really won't. Sometimes I don't like waking up, but you're going to have to wake up and go to work, right? The day I wake up without hitting the snooze button, 
for like a month. Like, I mean, I have moments, <laughs> but if I can go like a whole month without touching the snooze button, That's, uh, bro, almost, bro, in, almost I'm, impossible. I'm successful. There's this woman who said, when the alarm goes on, I know. Don't I think she's called something Robbins. Yeah, Mel yeah. Robbins or Meg yeah. Robbins. And then she says, count just, just five just to count one. Five. Make I've tried count that, to man. Three. I, I get to one. I'm like, like oh. nah, I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know exactly. But anyways, as we said earlier, and I want to submit it again, that there is no discipline without consistency. No, it is your consistency that ultimately uh, ultimately makes you disciplined, right? And we've heard this saying that without commitment, you cannot start, mm. and without consistency, you'll never finish. Shout out to Denzel and Ar Bernard, mm. right? But every process has an output, a product. Even with the machines that are controlled and things are automatic, if they're not consistent with the way they do things, the end product will never exist. And some things don't really have a finish line. Exactly. Your life does not have a finish line as long as you're alive. Your health. Your health, as long as you're alive. Your time, as long as you're alive. But everything else Your will come to hold as long as you're alive. Whether good or bad, it doesn't stop, Right. So even in this marathon that we want to call life, in this marathon that we, as Christians in this Christianity walk, this race requires consistency. Even the Apostle Paul says, towards the end of his life, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have actually finished the race. And he says, I've kept the faith. Mm-hmm. And he says, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. So there's always something at the end of your consistency that is going to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. When I talk about the good consistent, not going around and killing each other, mm-hmm. right? But when you're consistent in the small things. There's a reward. There's a reward. Your health is going to be good. You're going to be sleeping better. You'll be able to think better. You're going to be, have, be able to have time to and take care of your the, wife that, and spouse, that reward your is, business. Mm-hmm. Is you're not the one benefiting. It could be two generations after that. If you've kept your health in such a way that mm-hmm. you're able to be functional at age 70 or 80... Right. Your kids, your grandkids, they're the ones benefiting from that. Absolutely. So the reward is not necessarily directly to you, but it's mm. to the people around you, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's the reward- Maybe it could also be to you because you get time to spend with your kids. You could run around could with your that. grandkids. You could do could, all these other things. And nobody's taking community. care of you. Yeah. Your community, you could serve people, right? So there's always, there's always a crown at the end. There's glory at the end of, of being consistent, Right. And uh, I don't know how long we've been going through this, right? But I just want to say something in conclusion. I hope this will be a a word of encouragement. Um, So remain steadfast. Keep striving to be better. And I, we actually, both Ben and I, we really don't care how many times you fall because we fall so many times as well. But we want you to get up and keep going. This is, is this a good example, a terrible example? I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I tend to think if Christ fell and just says, I give up, this cross is too heavy, man. He wouldn't have made it to Golgotha, right? No. But he kept up going. He was consistent. He knew what he was there for. His mission, the vision was I for, for the glory that through, is ahead bro. of us. Huh? I'm glad he's, he's stuck with it, man. Exactly. So stick with it. Stick mm. with it. Keep going. Don't let down. Just be consistent. You owe yourself that much. As Ben said, pay yourself. You owe yourself that much. Your father in heaven desires that from you as well. Your and family would love that too. And stick to one thing. Exactly. Just say, you know what? And choose one thing in your life. And be really good at it. 
one thing. Say, you know what? I will do this one thing until it is so easy to do. Yes, absolutely. Think of the easiest thing to do in your life, whether it's taking a shower, whether it's brushing your teeth, whether it's looking for that glass of water whenever you're like thirsty, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Think of the easiest thing to do and yeah. then pick a goal and do it consistently enough until it's as easy as that thing. Yes. Despite and then when the you achieve that, pick mm -hmm. something else. And, and the eventually, hardships in between, though, mm -hmm. by the way, the hardships and the difficulties are there to push you to the next level. Yeah. I believe that. Because once you overcome that, I guarantee you, whatever's beneath you has pushed you up to the second floor. Yeah. You have a stepping stone. Yeah. And what do you want to say? And I was saying, don't get distracted because here's mm -hmm. the thing. You say, okay, my one thing is reading. Mm -hmm. You start reading and then you realize um, there's a certain set of people who are writing. And now suddenly you're like, oh, I want to write as well. Mm. And then you come across people who are like working out and you're like, I want to. So if you, the more you add. Yeah. The more it takes away. The more, the, oh more, my God. the harder it, it, it is. Well, Can you we, imagine we, the church when you say something like yeah. that? The more you add, the more it takes away. And it was like, mm, mm -hmm. amen. But we we got to wrap like, this up, man. It don't make sense. But it's like we're getting new life out of this whole thing. <laughs> you know? But yes, exactly. The more you add, the more it takes away. Absolutely. From, so, from the other thing. Yeah. So right. just keep it minimal. Stick to one thing. Absolutely. Um, and then until it becomes part of who you are, until it becomes so easy pick something else mm -hmm. um, and then do that thing until it becomes as easy, then do something else. Like mm -hmm. pick uh, until you get to a point, you know, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like you, if you want to start saving, investing, all, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Start saving, start there <laughs> or pay off your debts first. Yeah. Um, get that out of the way mm -hmm. and then take that other step. Absolutely. And then once you've, Build that habit, then go to the next level. Trying to do too many things. Um, it's okay to be successful in one thing. It is completely okay. And it's much easier. In fact, most people who are successful, that we people that we know of... They're successful in one in thing. In one thing. Good thing. And I think what we... Even when they diversify, they stick to that people, one thing. People diversify later in life. Absolutely. Not, not at the beginning. Not, absolutely. So we want Love. to leave you with this quote from yeah. Emmanuel James Ron. He says, success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So remember what we said earlier, great people do things consistently and successful people do things consistently what others do occasionally. So go out there, be great. But remember, in whatever your pursuit is, consistency is key. Preach man of good. Um, this has been the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I'm afraid if, I, if, if I go in, <laughs> we'll start again. We'll start again. Because <laughs> I've got some things to say here. Come okay? on now. <laughs> i got some things to say, but I'm like, you know what? No, we, we have to stop at some point. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think I would Maybe just Maybe the say, next episode we'll, we'll expand on some other yeah, things. Yeah, I would just so. say stick to one thing. Absolutely. Stick to one thing. And, and say no to everything else. What mm -hmm. is this? Ask yourself, what is the most important? Are you, are you, are you about to start again? <laughs> See, I'm going in. What is the most important thing to work on in my life right now? Mm. The most important thing. Right. You know, you might come with mm. a, or maybe let's start here, right? What's the, what's important to work on in, in my life right now? Mm. That list could be five, could be 10 things. Take one. 
what what is my top five? Mm-hmm. Check that top five. What is my top three? three. Mm-hmm. And then out of the top three, what important? is the really, really, really important Pardon thing? Me. Pick that and work on that until it becomes natural and easy. Because most of them will actually be interconnected. So yeah. once you master the most important one, it's a trickle-down effect on the and rest of the some stuff. some of the other things are not that important. It's just that they're loud. Right. So it's easy to spot them Ooh, and notice them. Matt, good. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> this has been the What If We Get The Real podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ben Oden. And I'm your host, Henry Sondo. See you next time.